Welcome back, episode 16. We are here with a very special guest today, Michael Strickland. Thank you all for having me. Super excited to be here. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, it's it's one of them, where do you start, you know? Um, from from gr- mowing grass to real estate to buying different businesses and being mentored by billionaires, it, it's, it's just amazing. Um, the last nine years, nine, ten years, just seeing the growth and what's got me to here today to be able to afford y'all beautiful people. <laughs> so let's start with... Can we get an amen? How old are you for the people uh, wondering? 27, 27, I'll be 28 in April. All right. And uh, how much are you projecting to make this year, you think? Between between the construction field, not anything to do with real estate, we'll do between eight to 10 million. You hear that? 27 year old. Millionaire. So let's go backwards. What got you in this position in the first place? What started this from grassroots to real estate? It's kind of, kind of a crazy story. So when I was 14, 15, 16, I could do whatever I wanted. I could buy, go, spend. Parents didn't care. Well, there come a time they put me on a $2,500 month allowance. I can remember crying. Which I was, I would cry happy tears if I had a $2,500 a month allowance. <laughs> Most kids are like $10 like, a week. <laughs> worst time of my life. Twelve fifty every two weeks. My dad got paid every two weeks. And it was like, what are y'all doing? Y'all have lost it. Right. To a $10 an hour job. Life hit. It was like, whew. $313 a week went from basically do whatever I want to 2,500 to 1,200 a month. And then you got bills. So I did that for about two years and went on a bachelor trip. One of the guys that was traveling with us, he was on the phone, just nonstop calling, 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 calling his class. And I was like, he's literally just calling, having conversations and just checking in, just, just killing time. I was like, I could do that. Help me, bro. What do I need to do? You know? And uh, he, it was like, man, save up 10 grand. I'll help you. I said, okay. All right. It's going to take a minute. All right. Let's go. So fast forward about four months. He calls us. Hey, I've got this lawn service. I'll own a fight too. Do you want to buy it? Just put the first month down. I think it was like $800. It was $20,000. It was supposed to do like five grand a month. Well, weighing the options. Yeah, I could do that. Let's roll. So got it. It took me about 20, 30 days to realize that he had screwed me over. It did about 1500 a month, not five grand. So there come the lawsuits and there come the, all that. So I ended up going to buy new equipment. My grandfather uh, actually co-signed for me a mower. I was seven, I think it was 17 and uh, I was 18. He co-signed for me a mower. I went to the local lawn shop, got a, a charge account, put mower or the weed eater, the blowers, string, gas cans, all that on a charge account and paid that back over probably a three or four month period. And uh, it just kind of started from there. I just, another customer, another customer. And then one once upon a time, a guy said, hey, can you cut this tree? And I was like, yeah, 2,500. He's like, all right. Well, four days later, I got that tree out of there when I was still thinking 2,500, $40 yard. We need to be in tree business. So I partnered up with a guy that was in the tree business, started hauling all his debris, bought a skid steer. It was kind of crazy on that skid steer because, like, for two years, I talked myself in and talked myself out. I was like, man, that's $700 a month. I don't know. Like, oh, I can't do that. Worried to death. I got approved. I didn't do it. I got approved. I didn't do it. I finally got approved, and 
I ended up landing a big job before it come in. And then before it come in, I landed another job. And then by the time the skid steer actually got there from ordering it, I had about three months worth of work for it. I was like, this is, this is going to be where it goes, you know? So we ended up going from 176000 to half a million dollars in that first 12 months with that skid steer. And after then, it was just like, let's, let's roll. I know how to make money now. Is that the moment you realize, like, <clears throat> the expensive investments are worth it if you have a plan to get more work and whatnot? Because yeah. at first, it scares you at the price of that. Yeah, and I mean, the, the debt, signing on the debt, can I pay that note? You know, that's a lot of, like, all that's gone now. And that was my, that was my break in seeing the power of a little bit of debt and a little bit of sticking yourself out there, that opportunity. You hear people say, well, what if? Well, what if it works? Mm. It worked. You know, Risk. Uh, that was, that was probably at least 20, $25 million ago. When you say and, it and worked, I, is it because you had no other choice? You had to make it work? No, I didn't have to make it work. I was doing good, you know. I was uh, I was probably 19, 20 years old, doing a little less than 200 grand gross. Could buy whatever I wanted, do whatever I wanted for my my belief lid and my, you know, my mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, but once I seen the revenue increase by just putting a little bit of money out there, it was like, all right, now we're going to a million. The mm -hmm. next year I broke a million. Um, and then just just – Back and forth. I mean, every year, million, 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 million and a half million. And um, I, I saw a guy say one time on stage, he said, your belief lid, you plateau. And when you plateau, it's because you hit your belief lid and you don't know how to pass it. And without investing yourself or getting around the right people that can help you bust through that uh, belief lid, you're, gonna, you're just going to stay at that revenue. So – a good bit of money invested into myself. Um, we ended up, I ended up starting a brand new company, 12 months, we did four and a half million and we're on projected between everything running full 12 months with a few acquisitions I did. We'll be between eight to 10 million this year, uh, second year in the company, but it took me four years. It took me five years, took me four years to learn how to make a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like, once I learned the knowledge, it was like, go, Yeah, you know? Um, so, Right now, our plan's 10 years, 100, 10 years, 75 to $125 million in revenue. That's um, that's when you become a platform company and you're valuable to private equity. So mm -hmm. one day I'll be able to say, here's the keys. You don't have to show up, stroke the check. All the processes, all the technology, the people, all that stuff's in place. Um, and a big thing that's helping boost that is just through acquisitions. But you essentially went like 22000 to coming up on 10 million in less than nine years on right. your own, essentially, right? Yeah. Yeah, this would be my ninth year in business. Mm. Um, and I could have, you know, I wouldn't change my story. Uh, 2019, I actually, there was a guy at the dealership, and we were he was talking about how his dad made all this money with a, a GC in Kentucky. GC, explain that to people who don't General know. Contract. General contractor that just had state contracts. So we, uh, I just, he talked, 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 talked. And I finally was like, give me his number, bro. Just give it to me. And he was like, I said, no, give me it to him. I'm tired of hearing about it. Give it to me. So he gave it to me. And we, uh, you know, it's amazing just when you get around the right people and understand the marketing and putting yourself out there and being known and understanding that best known beats best product. Hands down, I don't care what anybody says. If you're known, you get work. Hmm. Um, not saying we don't, we don't pride ourselves in our work. But the advertising people 
the advertising piece that people don't put their self, don't think they need to spend money on, that's major. I mean, that that is when times get tough, you ought to double down your marketing mm-hmm. and figure somewhere else to cut. I mean, if they don't know you exist, how are you going to get work? Right. I 13 agree. months ago, I probably had three opportunities come in last January. This January, we had 115 opportunities come in. One year. What one, did you do different? Year. Just from from day one marketing. I mean, right. had y'all come in and shoot. And then social media platforms and just name everywhere, all the any kind of fundraisers and just all the stuff that people were like, oh, I don't want to spend that money. I don't need to spend that. Word of mouth. Okay, yeah, you can do word of mouth. But I promise you, you're not going to do $4.5 million in a year. They're um, nine nine. The seven ninety seven percent of businesses don't do a million dollars a year. Small business in the United States of America, ninety seven percent do not do a million dollars or more a year. Year one we did four and a half million and we'll do eight to ten million this year. What was um, your journey with social media? Like how did it start for you in the beginning? What was what was being said? Well Seeing, and this goes back to being around the right people, seeing Grant Cardone running around YouTube and Facebook and hey, 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 acting crazy, just like, look at this, look at this idiot, you know? <laughs> and then started really watching him and getting involved with him and, you know, sitting in his office, meeting with him. And it was just like, I understand. And then you see how he's doing a billion dollars in revenue a year between three, four companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started social media, people around town was like, oh, he's too loud. He He's too obnoxious. He's too this. He's too that. And the person that come back and asked me that or told me that, I said, she wouldn't tell me who said it. I said, well, let me ask you a question. She's a real estate agent. I said, uh, there was four different people. I said, did them four people make a good living? She said, yeah. I said, can they all four buy a $600,000 house? Yeah. I said, well, great. So I had four people that seen my ad that's got my name in their mouth that can afford my product. And I sold that house in 24 hours from posting that video on social media. So I think I did really good. So once Devin David come, we got to shoot some more videos. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you um, remember calling me? I remember that video going on, on going on Facebook mm-hmm. 24 hours later, contracted for asking price 600 grand. Mm-hmm. I remember you called her and you're like, I don't know. I think we need to. It was it when down. you questioned it for a second. You're like, I thought it was going to work, but now someone in the neighborhood's telling me that you know they think I'm a little too wild. Yeah, he said, "Do you think we should tone it down a little? Do you, should we tone it down? I, I you know, I, we're in a different market. Do you remember what I said to you? I don't. I said, guess what? People are seeing your videos. It's <laughs> the best feedback you can possibly get. I said, we double down. Let's go more, more. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a real crazy journey with the cameras. You know, from the first shoot to. Walking around, you can go back to the very one of the first videos on on Strickland Porter page, and I was walking around in the yard, with my phone to y'all's content to the football stuff. I mean, it's been a it's been right. an awesome journey this past twelve months. Yeah. It has. We've had a blast with you and watching you grow. It's been such an inspiration and seeing how you're helping businesses around the community. You're not just out here being wild and making a big face about everything. You're yeah. actually helping your community, and it's so incredible to witness from our side. Yeah, you're building For sure. It. You know, it's amazing people talk about, oh, he's a jack of all trades. That None of that, it's never going to work. You can't do that in volume. You can't, you can't know how to do everything. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do everything. Um, You know, I'm, I'm looking at an electrical contractor. We're getting an electrical contractor license right now and I'm going to buy an electrical company. I'm going to buy an HVAC company. Just bought a landscape company. Have a tree company, a fence company, and general construction company, highway street and bridge license. 
I don't mean I know how to go build a bridge, but I'll build on a bridge job. I'm going to put the person around me that knows how to do it. That's the difference. People won't put their self out there. I'll do anything. You call me, I will never, ever, ever tell you, no, I can't do it. I don't care what it is. There's, a, there's this thing I, I have on my wrist every day. I look at it when I get up. It says, who's got my money? And that, that's a real thing, you know. Who's got my money today? Who 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 is going to pay me? And what is it in? So instead of having to depend on, I got to cut that tree to make a living. I've got to have that tree job come in. I got to compete with every tree person. I've got six, eight, ten different. I mean, literally this past week, we were painting a house, putting a roof on, cutting trees, doing fence work, uh, landscaping. Land development. Putting sewer manholes in. Mm -hmm. Selling houses. And we sold a house this week. Yesterday. I, I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know about anybody else, but I can't see how that doesn't work. And you're doing marketing for the last 24 hours, yeah. And everybody's at home working. Oh, and you're a dad of three kids, four, four. kids, and you're a husband, and yep. you're a son. You have a lot of personal responsibilities. Got a lot of family works for me. I think overall we got 31 people that um, work for you know, and and that's that's a big deal. Um, people don't people don't understand the weight that comes on that with the people part yeah mm -hmm. it, they're uh, counting on you it's not just oh i got some employees yeah i got some employees i got my mom i got my dad my family you know my my, part, my family i created uncles um, aunts. uncles aunts your son now <laughs> my son works for me um and then all of the other employees and their kids and their wives you know, I might have 30 employees, but I got 150 people that I've, I'm responsible to get out of bed for every day to make sure they all eat. Mm -hmm. They all have a house. They all pay their utility bills. People don't look at it like that. If I don't get up and I can't pay 30 people, well, them other 90 people, 120 people, all the kids and family and, you know, I'll, how do they live? Right. So there's a lot of weight on my shoulders at the end of the day. And, uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it's. It's driving. That's not what drives me, but that's part of it. Um, you know, one of my biggest things is my kids having that why and understanding that why. I know when I walk in that door every day, my two-year-old daughter is going to run up and I, she's going to look me in the eye and she's going to say, Daddy. And I got to look at her and know that I either failed her today or I did what I had to do today so she don't have to depend on a man when she grows up. Mm. You know, there's some people that want to agree and some people disagree. You don't leave your kids anything, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give all my wealth away. I'm not going to hand my kids millions of dollars, but I'm going to hand my kids millions of dollars worth of assets that provide cash flow. Bomb. We live near a military. They test bombs. <laughs> it yep. did. Air that Force. Was, Those are bombs. There'll be a couple more. <laughs> that, pro that provide cash flow to where I know when I die, I don't have to worry about them. I don't have to worry about my family tree. That's that's my life goal. Um, just having financial security for for my children, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but that that don't mean that you don't teach them how to work and teach them how to make their own money mm -hmm. and all of that. It's just financial security for your entire family tree. How do you work through the pressures and the stresses and the anxiety of being a business owner with that many responsibilities and juggling that many companies? It's uh. Well, one of the good things is having operating partners in the field. Uh, you know, Russ is here with us today, and 
he he runs the the landscaping vertical, right? He's operating partner, the day to day job, making sure the plowers are getting planted, all of that, right? So I can focus on the back end of the business. Um, it's just understanding one, you can't do everything; you have to delegate. And they're just saying if they can do it seventy percent good as you delegate it. Um, so between acquisitions, buying employees, buying name, buying jobs. And in some cases, having an operating partner to come on with you, it helps you not really have to pay attention just to that vertical. And you can put the time it needs, but it's just not, it don't take your full focus. That's where a lot of people say, like, well, he's a jack of all trades. He, he can't, he can't manage all the businesses. No, I can't manage all the business. You're correct. But I'm, I'm not, I've got people, I've got operating, I've got people around me that know how to do that. I don't build fences every day. I don't landscape every day. I don't cut trees every day. I don't move equipment around, you know. If I if I got to go cut a tree, when I get to the job, the lift's already set up. I'm getting in, in a, the saws in the bucket and gas nulls in it, you know. And when I get there, I can cut 15, 20, 30 minutes, put a lot of stuff on the ground. I can leave. I'm gone. And I, I won't see that job. A checker just come into the office. So what? when in your business career did you shift your focus to more of that part of the business to where you were able to gain trust that your people would do their job? Because Cause with like us, like we don't have that trust in someone mm-hmm. to get it done. So we have to physically do it a lot with what we do for you. When did you gain that trust? Be like, it's going to get done. I have to continue to work on this stuff now. Yeah. So my uncle actually ran, he works for me still. Um, he ran the land, the, the lawn care side. And once I got into the trees and I started making more money, he actually worked on me and I just let him take that over. And, uh, I didn't really, have to worry about anything and it kind of broke me early on the delegation part and it helped that you knew him on a family level yeah you trusted him and the trees is still hard to because that's my name and my license um so when massive jobs are going on big you know you know a a 20 30 40 thousand dollar job is not uncommon for us to do uh we do a lot of big tree work uh, especially in zachary Greenwell Springs, Baton Rouge. We do, we do a lot of tree work. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of jobs I don't have to go on, but there's some jobs I'm, I'm going to be on. Now, I can I can get in the lift for an hour. I can just throw a tree and leave. But throwing the tree, either it's on somebody's house or it's on the ground, you know. So I'm going to take the time to go throw that tree. And uh, But once it hits the ground, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about the yard. I don't have to worry about everything getting picked up. I don't have to worry about customer being happy. It's all taken care of. My guys are a well, well group that knows how I want it. They've been with me for a long time. I've got guys that been with me for eight years. I've been in business for nine. I've got, I've got people that's been with me eight, seven, and six years. Um, so just taking care of employees and making sure they, they, they have what they want and they stick around and they know the processes, that's that's a major. Yeah. Not having that big turnover every every week, every every year, you know. What sets you apart from other people doing the same thing in your area? Being able to be really, you know, one of the big things is one-stop shop. You know, there's there's several. We just did a job in Baton Rouge. I took, I took a tree down. I grinded the stump. I ripped all the concrete up, poured them a new driveway, new sidewalk. Then we saw it at the yard. We put dirt in, then we saw it at the yard. And now we're pressure washing. That's six different contractors. Nine out of ten customers Probably more than that, probably 9.8 out of 10 customers don't have that luxury. 
unless they run across somebody like me and there's not many of us uh, because people just don't understand how to scale. And that's not a bad thing. You don't know what you don't know. And it, that, that is as clear as can be. There's, there's a saying you don't know what you don't know and don't be scared of what you don't know. Be scared of what you do know and you believe to be true. It, mm-hmm. um, uh, but a lot of people just don't understand the acquisitions, the operating partners, the structure, how to delegate. They don't understand that. Most people getting getting business, and the first thing they say is, I want to be self-employed, so I don't have anybody tell me what to do. I don't want anybody to tell me when to show up. You better tell yourself when to show up. Mm-hmm. It ain't 40 hours a week, I promise you. My wife will tell you. My partners will tell you. I, Rusty will tell you. He's, I mean, he's a partner now. I work Saturdays and Sundays. I work way more than 12 hours a day. From about 6 to 6 or 7 at night, I work. And I come home and I spend 2 or 3 hours with my kids. And then you call us. But I'm still on the phone working. Yeah. And at 9 to 10 o'clock, I'm back. And I don't go to sleep till about midnight, maybe 1 o'clock. Going through CRM, making sure that all the opportunities are updated. Make sure every, everybody, so we've got a, a CRM, every communication and my entire, every one of the companies across the entire platform, I can see all the conversations. I can hear every phone call. I'll go through and, and listen to them phone calls, make sure my everybody's talking everybody like they should be, make sure people's getting responded to, problems, sending out for reviews, just making sure all that stuff's like I want it, and just crafting that. This year is really focused on building the foundation because – and another tw- the f- next year, my f- my focus is going to be on expansion to a new area. So just really crafting and getting all my videos and just fundamentals and just the foundation portion of the company. So when I roll out to another one, I do three or four acquisitions. When they come in, it's like, this is who we are. What this we is do. how we operate. This is the process. You follow it, you help improve it, or you go find somewhere else to work. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's not being... People say you should be, you know, you got to be an asshole in business. You don't have to be an asshole in business. You just have to be, you know, to be a dictator. But you got to have, you got to have that, um, I don't think for the word. Boundaries um, or. You have to have a system. You, you got to have like systems. By, but principles you almost live by. Yeah. I mean, you, you, this is who we are and it's how we operate. Mm-hmm. Your you culture. Know? You have to have your business culture in place too. Right. Like if you don't fit in this culture, there's the door. And it's not personal. It's just if you don't fit, you don't fit. Yeah, I mean, and I watched them today. Just talking about, you know, you can't be a dictator. Well, you're not. I, I'm not. A di- I'm gonna be a dictator for a split minute. Mm-hmm. Once you get in the door, I will be a dictator. This is how. This is our process. Help prove it. Follow it. Prove it. Or go find somewhere else to work. Mm-hmm. But once we're past that, as long as you understand that, we're good. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. So Patrick Bet David runs all of his stuff. He's like, I do micromanage the first little bit. I am gonna be all over you. But once you get it. I, I trust that you're just going to work the system at that point. Yeah, I don't want to have to micromanage. If I got to micromanage you, yeah. I got to call you every day and ask you what you're doing, I yeah. don't need you. Yeah. Exactly. It's just when you're getting introduced, mm. we're all over you, of course. We need to make sure you're doing it right. One of the things you were saying, too, is that convenience aspect that you bring to the business. You showed up at our house. You were like, hey, yeah, I had you look at my trees. And then all of a sudden, Rusty can come in and lay sod. You can help us with our driveway. You're going to power wash our house. You're going to repaint it. It's that idea that the customer doesn't have to call nine different vendors mm-hmm. and they don't have to price negotiate. Now you can bulk it. You can come all out at once, get it all done. Mm-hmm. You're saving people time. You're saving them money. You're saving them headaches from having to have all these different people in their yard. 
I, I love what you're doing. I think it's a no brainer and I can't wait to see what else you add. Right. When yeah, did that your... mindset start where you just started saying yes to people and you, and in your mind you go, I'll figure it out later. Yes. I, I had that. I mean, I had that from jump street, just the hustle, just the money. I mean, all the way, all the way back to, I was, I was selling, uh, meat chickens and hamburgers and my, get my, I get my mom to leave school and, leave work and bring me food to school and I'd sell it to all the other kids, mm -hmm. you know, I'd make her pay for it. I didn't have no cost in it. That's right. All right. The overhead's I mean, cheap. Just all the way from there to any, but thing anybody asked me, yeah, we'll yeah. I'm I've said yeah to a lot of stuff. I had no idea what I was doing, but I promise you with a few phone calls, mm -hmm. I got some very, very intelligent, smart, can do anything people around me. Mm -hmm. I've got a core of about six, seven people. I don't care what it is from building a truck from ground, ground up to a putting infrastructure in a subdivision to trees, fence, any building a house. We can do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not scared to commit to anything. Mm -hmm. What advice could you give somebody just starting out? And their business and they're trying to scale and they're just stuck and they don't know how to get out of that. Like they're threat. just running a regular business uh -huh. like a tree company or something. Don't be scared to step out. You know, uh, a lot of people's like, and I mean, Rusty said the other day is, well, I couldn't handle that. So you go talk about how you couldn't handle it. Or you go talk about how to do it once you get it. You know, we was at a conference one time and a guy stood up and he's like, Hey Grant, Hey, 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 I can, I can sell uh 10,000 beef turkey orders. I can have them on the books. Uh, this week, but I can't produce that. So you always say overcommit, over deliver. But if I got 10,000 orders on the books, I can't produce that. So then I'd fail. He's like, well, I mean, instead of sitting here telling me how you could get 10,000 orders on the books, why don't you go do it? And then come to somebody like me that's got money and help me, let me help you fund it. Because if you got a deal, that's how easy. And that goes to the money talk is money's so easy to get. If you have a deal, money's easy to get. If y'all come to me right now and said, look, Michael, we're signing this contract for two and a half million dollars to shoot this doc, these series of documentaries, but we need 300 grand for all the average, for all the cameras and stuff. We, we can't do it. This is how we can structure it. This is what you can make. We'll let you come in as a partner. What are y'all going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. If it I'm looks gonna do good. It. But if y'all sit on this podcast and tell me, Hey, look, we could go sell this documentary. But we don't know if it'll do good. Maybe if it'll I'm like, sell. Well, why are you wasting my time? Exactly. If you got a deal, somebody has got money that will help you do that deal. Mm -hmm. If it's knowledge, money, or manpower, it all can. It's all attainable if you have the deal. Nobody wants to hear about what you could do. Get it on paper, and then let's roll. Mm -hmm. and that's the way I am with all my guys. I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. Sell it. I'll figure it out. Hands down. Yeah. You know we're bidding on a contract right now. And it's like. Speaking job we've been on in that vertical. Mm -hmm. If we get it, I'll figure it out. Uh, we'll hire the people. So whatever we do, we'll figure it out. What are some big challenges that you face in business that you think would help other people get through their challenges? One is really focusing on the, the foundation and the systems, the money systems, the chain of commands, the structure and just in general the foundation sops which stand operating procedures uh putting that in so when when somebody comes in organization you ought to be able to put a book down and say this is who we are mm 
Mm-hmm. And you're going to follow it. You're going to help improve it. Or you're going to find somewhere else to work. That way, when you're not in the office, the business keeps running. Yeah. And when you hear stuff or that you see stuff, you're like, well, that's not us. And you know that, you know, you can hold them accountable. If you don't have any of that, it's hard to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people accidentally make money in the self-employment world. And up to $3 million, that's fine. Anybody can make $3 million or less and make it and be okay and not have to have money management skills, not have to have necessarily credit, not have to have uh, people skills. Like you can accidentally land a few contracts, leverage some friendships, some clients, and you can get work. Mm -hmm. You can make money. But it's when you get past that $3 million, and then you start failing because your processes aren't in place mm-hmm. because you're adding people to the mix. And now everyone's doing their own thing. It's wild west. Everybody's every doing their, yeah. And I've been through that. Control. Yeah. I, I'm Those still going through points. that to a point. It, it mm-hmm. but, and that goes back to, I'm one of them guys that let's see how fast we can go. We're going to break shit on the way, but revenue is going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're making revenue, we can go back and we can fix the problems. But if you don't have revenue, then you don't have anything to fix problems with. Right. Now you're right. broke and broke. Mm-hmm. Right. So my deal is just go, go, go. And as we break stuff, we'll fix it. it and a lot of people can operate like that. A lot of people, I've, I've, I've had a little bit of turnover um, here lately. It's people that, you know, didn't want, didn't want to train, didn't want to think bigger, didn't necessarily could see their self where, where we're going. And, and that's fine. It's just not the right place for you to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, not this year, but next, I'm looking to go to $15, $20 million. How am I going to do that? I'm going to do it very easily. I'm going to do some acquisitions. I'm going to market. I'm going to bounce every company, every vertical off of each other. And, you know, they're different brand names, but Stricken Port Construction owns every bit of it. So at the end of the day, I'm building Stricken Port Construction. If they own 50% or 51% or 1% of that vertical, doesn't matter. Stricken Port Construction is the main and we're just the revenue is running through string port construction. So just because they're different names, not different companies necessarily. Yeah, they're just all under the same umbrella yeah. of services. Any, any advice you could give people who want to go out and get an acquisition? Well, that's what I was going to say. You, you named all these companies in your umbrella. Why didn't you just start a tree service company? Why'd you go buy one? Right. Well, actually, so in the tree service world, um, I'll just be completely honest. I got told I couldn't make it. And it was one of them fueling, like I've done built a tree service. I made it. Um, I know the tree business. I know how to market the tree business. I know how to get work. I know how to do the work. So being told I couldn't make it in Zachary, and um, it was like, all right, let's go, you know. And we did three hundred grand the first ninety days. So it was like, right, I got this now, and we'll we'll do over a million dollars this mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, could I focus on it and do two or three million? And there's there's some guys doing maybe doing that. Yeah, that's cool, but they're not doing ten million, you know. And you don't have to worry about trees every single day to provide a living. Um, I don't want to do $10 million in the tree business. I'm not trying to grow the tree business. Tree business is very, very, very dangerous. Um, You know, it's one of the most dangerous jobs on planet. At any given time, one of them trees can't kill you. Mm -hmm. So from a cash flow standpoint, the trees are good. Um, But I'm really focused on the construction and the, the building. And, you know, I want to be that guy that's bidding on $22 million jobs. You know, build a hospital. Mm-hmm. So why um, why buy the companies? Because you purchased these other companies, right? Instead of mm-hmm. started one from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. So 
most companies do fail. 97% of businesses fail in the first five years. And that's because most people don't know how to run a business. Also getting the phone to ring. So let's just talk about the fence company. All right. I want to be in the fence business. Well, first thing I did is I ran around and looked and I was like, Hey, Zachary fence, Zachary fence, Zachary fence, Zachary fence, Zachary fence. I need to own Zachary fence. So what I do was like, Hey bro, what you up to? I ended up actually knowing the guy and, uh, I said, sell, sell it to me. Send me, send me your business. Well, I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Really? Let's go. What you want? And we worked that deal out. And, um, you know, took over pretty quick and employees, 100 grand with the work on the books, tools, mm-hmm. a brand that everybody knows. It's a no brainer. I've done, I've done over a million dollars off of that acquisition in other verticals by buying that acquisition from people calling for a fence and converting them to a house or a tree mm-hmm. or any of those. Other you know, you're going to put all this money into a fence, but you know, that tree could fall on that fence and ruin mm-hmm. your investment. Yeah. Boom. Now you, it's like, it's an open door. It opens the you door. You upsell for, everybody. Uh-huh, yeah. When upselling. they, when, when you buy connect, and that's the difference between connected businesses and non-connected businesses. Um, but buying revenue versus creating revenue, you always choose to buy it. You don't have to worry about trying to build a brand, dumping tons of money. You know, Strickland Port Construction, I opened it, and I dumped a lot of money. If I went and bought a construction company, yeah, if I didn't know what I didn't know. And I dumped enough money, and I built that brand, and through a few acquisitions, I've helped boost that brand. Um, what happens to the guy you bought it from? Does he stay on as a partner the first year? Does he- it depends. I mean, it, it depends on if you if you know something about that vertical or you think, you know, it, it, every situation is different. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they come on as operating partner. Sometimes, you know, in landscaping, what I'm doing right now, and, you know, I've got a landscaping operating partner. So we're going to be looking at some other acquisitions to do in landscaping, just looking for the employees, the equipment and the work on the books and the, the phone ringing and just bring that under our umbrella and run it under our landscaping vertical. Um, same thing, looking at HVAC, looking at um, plumbing, electrical, them different verticals. You know, I'd love to have about 10 different verticals all based around a piece of property. You know, I can't go buy a, a pharmacy. I can, but it's not a connected business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't sell it together. And at the end of the day, my, my exit is private equity. Once I'm big enough and all the stuff's in place is to be able to sell it private equity. And once you get your foundation and system built, it's even more appetizing to a purchaser, right? Because it's like, yeah. oh, you the thing runs valuable. itself. Yeah. You don't come valuable until you have all that in place. Mm-hmm. Until somebody can come in, stroke a check, and they can go to Hawaii in six months, they come back and the business still made, made plenty of money. And the goal, once you sell and become private, then you dump into real estate. And now you have a whole nother beast, right? Well... So we actually have a land acquisition development company, and we're doing the real estate side too. Um, so we're in two different subdivisions. We're building one from ground up, and then we've got another subdivision that we are building a bunch of spec homes, and we bought a bunch of lots. If I back to you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. if I'd have met Grant Cardone before then, we we had enough money liquid to go buy about a hundred, roughly a hundred million worth of real estate without any kind of crowdfunding. I've dumped that into two subdivisions and we're illiquid as far as the bulk money right now. And as that property stuff sale, it just comes back and we are going to start dumping that into multifamily. Um, 
I'm in the future going most likely to be crowdfunding SEC funds. Um, once I have a few thousand doors of our own, just to have that one that have that credibility, but two, just to be able to say I've done it in the, in the multifamily and then go start crowdfunding. Um, it's just kind of, it's kind of sets different with me when you, besides outside your friends and family, you see people that go open SEC fund and they start trying to crowdfund. It's like, what have you done? How do you trust them? Yeah. How do you trust them? So, you know, I, I've got some rental properties I've owned overall. We've, I've, I've probably owned 25, 30, maybe 35 million worth of property in my lifetime. Um, you know, before I moved to Zachary, I had a million dollar ranch. Um, beautiful, beautiful place. House, house was 8,600 square foot, 106 acres, 104 acres. Um, but just having, being around real estate all that time, like I've got the credibility, you know. Um, I mean, y'all, y'all are investors with me. Y'all seen the real estate side, right? But once we get a liquid enough, I get a thousand units, at least a thousand, then I'll start crowdfunding and go to the SEC and, go that avenue and I, you know i want to get to twenty five thousand units that's that's my end goal so the construction building this yes when this sells and we sell the private equity just say we sell in 10 years my my next goal would be just go build something else bigger you know i'm going to learn a lot on this journey all of my operating partners are going to learn a lot on this journey and it's just how do we go do it and how do we go do it bigger faster Rinse you know, and repeat. It, it's going to, it, it's probably going to take me five years, five, six years to get to 50 million. And that's fine. But I, I want to be like Brandon, go see the guy that's doing two or $3 million and do acquisition. And then you wake up next year, they're doing 75 million in one year. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to walk up to Grant Cardone and say, we're going to start a business in six, in six years or in five years, we're going to be doing a hundred million dollars. And revenue at a forty percent EBITDA, and that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And in four years, they break one hundred thirty-five million, and on fifth year, they're going to break one hundred seventy-five million. That's when you have all the the puzzles, the pieces to the puzzle. Then you can move at lightning speeds, and that's what we're doing right now. You know, Brandon talks about it: fifteen years to build a company he sold for one hundred fifty-one million dollars, seventy-seven times EBITDA. What he did in four years, he's doing more revenue and making more money in four years than what he did in fifteen years. But it, it took fifteen years to learn it. That's what we're that's that's the journey I'm on. What's the word you're saying there? EBITDA. EBITDA. EBITDA is just what you make on earnings after everything's paid. Okay. I mean you sell a business, you're 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 seventy seven times EBITDA is like crazy record numbers, especially in the hearing aid space where he sold, but it's the difference between your entry to exit, essentially. Well, I mean it's your whatever your revenue whatever your revenue is is you say you clear you're doing a million you're clearing a hundred grand you're going to trade for one to three times because your revenue is low and also at a million you don't have processes and stuff in place right but if you're in a hundred million then you're way more valuable and you might trade a, a twelve to fifty times x or in grant or in Brandon's case seventy seven times x Brandon Dawson um, yeah I mean that that that's just crazy start a company from zero 15 years later sell that for 151 million with 30 million on the side 181 million goals that's that's yeah. that's crazy that's great uh, and to be mentored by him personally friends with him he, he, brandon took me under his wing super super glad um 
I mean, that, that, that's been a relationship that I'll, I'll be thankful for forever. It, it's, it's when you surround yourself and you show up and you, you're serious and you sit on the front row and you buy the high ticket items and they say, the kid's serious, mm-hmm. you know? That was my next question is, that was how important is it to have a mentor and how does somebody find the right mentor for them? Uh, statistically, like I said earlier, it, it took me four years on how to make a milli a year. Three years, three three years, hit the million, million and a half. Mentorship, four and a half. I, I mean, the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Change your mindset. And then, and then eight to ten. So, How do you pick your mentor? What would be something you'd look for for so, other people listening? So you have to get a mentor. You have to find that person that has exactly what you want. Everybody has opinions. And you cannot let their opinions kill your dreams. You have to ask yourself is have they done what I want or whatever that is. Have say you want to make a million dollars. If they, if they haven't made a million dollars, you don't take advice from them. If they haven't built a business and you want to build a business, you don't take advice from them. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your wife, your mama, your daddy, your grandpa. My grandpa told me I was crazy. When I bought a launch service for $20,000, I could have just bought equipment. And we could have started one. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. I accidentally bought revenue, and I had in the back of my mind I was buying that revenue, and I was going to be okay. That's why I was doing it. But I didn't really understand why now like I do now. But I've listened to my grandpa. I would have never done it. Mm-hmm. It's not that you don't respect them. It's not that you don't love them. But if they could do it, they'd already done it. So for somebody that hadn't done what you want to do, you cannot take advice from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you're going to do is just slow, you get in the weeds and slow yourself down. So to find that mentor, you have to find somebody that's done exactly what you want to do and just follow it. It, it If you have the roadmap, it's easy. And don't be scared to pay. I'm five grand for four hours, sit down, four hours. I, I've had people come in, look at their real estate portfolio, I've had people come in and look at their business, start new businesses, just thinking bigger, motivation. I've had different different type of coaching, but you're going to spend the money regardless. So, you know, just take us for instance. Y'all can y'all can spend five grand four hours and get just say a decade worth of information as to high level questions. Now, the results determine the questions you ask. But you can get very high intelligent information on how to grow and how to go. Or you can spend the next six months a year figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But you're going to pay it regardless. You're going to pay me five grand a day, or you're going to lose 50 grand in time or hundreds of thousand dollars in time trying to figure it out yourself. You pull that time forward and mm-hmm. get it quick. When you invest in yourself, you pull, you pull money and time forward. Mm-hmm. You're going to make money faster and you're going to do it faster and you're not going to waste time. Mm-hmm. So don't be scared to invest in yourself. Number one thing, there's money rules. Money principles. You invest what makes you money. I'm sorry. You invest in yourself. Then you invest what makes you money. Then you invest for assets that give you cash flow. A lot of people want to jump to the cash flow part. I want to be an investor. Uh, okay, well, one, you don't have enough money to really be an investor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I want cash flow every month. I want free money. Well, why didn't you just take that two or three, four hundred grand? You got to invest it to get a little bit of cash flow and put it in your business and then go make it big. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That was actually good advice you gave us. We were going to invest in something and you said, why are you doing that? Take that money and put it back in your business. $10,000 later, we have a podcast room. We Mm -hmm. turn this into marketing snippets for businesses we work with. It's giving us publicity. It it was a no brainer and it was a simple switch. You were like, shift your mindset to here instead. Mm -hmm. And it just made sense. And And that one nugget of information you gave us was gold. And y'all made a lot of money off of it. We've made a lot of money off of it. A lot of people see the podcast or start to follow the podcast. It's giving us credibility, trust. It's it's investing back into yourself. Versus giving our money to somebody else that would have maybe had not, it had nothing to do with our brand. It didn't make sense. If you had a hundred grand and you're, you're plateau and you're just doing you're doing a little bit of revenue you're rolling you're rolling you're rolling you got one or two options you can take that money and you can put it in something that provides a little cash flow mm-hmm. or you can take that money invest in yourself get more knowledge go faster and take that money and invest it back into the company to where you can make more money faster then when you're making more money faster and you mess up and you got four or five hundred grand then you go invest right but you don't don't go illiquid on the on the small side just to have your money working, invest it back into you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have that mindset because they don't that necessarily they don't know how to move fast. Um, their belief lives. They just they 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 hit right. And I, I hit. I hit it a, mil, a million million and a half mm-hmm. until somebody point. was like, "This is what you need to do." And I was like, "All right, let's go." Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So if you'll follow them principle, you put your head down for five years. You take all your earned income and you invest it. You invest it in yourself or you invest it what makes you money. You can skip the investing in yourself portion if you pick up a partner that's investing in itself a good bit. You take all your extra earned income and then you invest it back into the business. And then once that business is cranking enough revenue, then you go buy real estate. And when you say invest in yourself, you don't mean go buy a new truck, don't buy a Chanel purse, you know, no, invest in knowledge. things that, uh-huh. knowledge. Knowledge is the only thing that you physically cannot lose unless you die. You cannot lose it. Nobody can take it from you. I mean, if you got a bad wreck or something and had brain, I mean, that was, but, that was a short term yeah. memory loss, maybe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it had to take a freaking accident for that to happen, right? Sure. Um, you literally cannot lose it. So you have one or two options. I was explaining this to a partner the other day, or not a partner, wanting him to be a partner, is you can take a million dollars and go dump it into your brain. Or you can just part with me because I've done that. And we can take your million and go grow a business. That's what people. But I getting. promise you, you're going to move faster than me and you're going to move by yourself. And yeah. we've seen it. We've it, witnessed it. You're it, not just saying it. You walk it. It's... People want the shortcut. That's why the Neuralink's coming out. And I, I hand, hands down, hands down, I'll put money on it. Anybody that says, well, I'll just go do it myself. I'll invest myself. Like, yeah, okay. Good luck. I bet you don't stroke a million dollars to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. I bet you nine out of ten people wouldn't invest a million dollars into their brain. They'd be scared to spend that money. Mm-hmm. Of course. They're not getting anything out of it. They pay a hundred grand to sit down for a graph four hours. Yeah. Now you got to take knowledge can make money, but most people can't comprehend that. I just say, I spent that hundred grand. I learned a little bit. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not going to go use it. You know, a lot of people get told a lot of things and gain a lot of knowledge, but they don't go use it. 
you go to these events and you get all hyped up and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to do that. And you get back home and you get around the people that you're normally around. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. and then you go to the next fence and you're like, oh, now I'm going to go again, hundred miles an hour. And you get back home and you're like, oh, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. That you're kind of, yeah. you're pretending to be Steph right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, she'll that, come that, home. She, she's like, I got all these people. We're going to do, 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 do And then she's burnt out. And I'm like, we're going to do it just like on my own terms. I'm tired now. Yeah. The burnout I mean, part. She yeah, gets burnt that's, out. That's that's how it that's how it is. It and that goes back right back to your circle. Mm-hmm. Your four or five people you're going to hang out with. Are you going to hang around winners? I promise you to be in my circle, you'll be a winner. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to, um, dr- like drama. I'm not going li- to. I don't want to hear your problems. Mm-hmm. I don't have money problems. I don't want to hear your money problems. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about your goals and how you're going to get there, let's talk. If you want to talk about the money we made? Let's talk. But if you want to talk about how broke you are or how you can't afford this or you can't do this, like, bro, I, I, I ain't got time for that. That's why I love our relationship so much. It, We're always like, what's next? What's next? Yeah, you know, and, and just, just surround stacking. yourself around winners. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You know, it, it's, it's, I heard ET say that one time and it just stuck with me. You know, him, he's like, I'm a financial bliss, I'm a marital bliss. I don't care about what you're doing with your wife, I don't care about your money problems. Don't bring that around me. It's so true. It's heavy. It weighs and you down. It weighs, yeah. And you don't have time. You do when you're so busy, you don't have time to deal with other people's drama. And right. you feel it and you're like, I have to put you in time out. It's not personal. You just they're pulling you back. Yeah. I, you know, and I've been that guy that I use everybody should use the haters for a little bit of fuel. Oh yeah. You know, I, I can go back to to when I started. My old boss told my grandfather, he said, he'll never make it. He's too young. He needs to just stay here. He's a great helper. He just needs to stay here. And I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know? And then fast forward, um, I was doing, the guy I was working with the trees. We ended up splitting up a little bit. And I remember him calling me. I was sitting in my driveway, one of my old houses. And he was like, I'm the, I'm the tree man. You hear me? You shouldn't even be looking at a tree job. And I was like, Watch this. Hold my beer. Three weeks later, I had a license, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then fast forward to a year ago, a guy told me I couldn't make it in tree business in a new city that I'd never been in. Been there for a year. He's got it on and lockdown. I was, like, I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah, he had a lockdown. Okay. Well, I'll do a million dollars tree this year. Mm-hmm. And I just use that for personal fuel. And then you hear a little small talk here and there. So will I get in the weeds a little bit and hit, well, what'd they say? Yeah, I'll do that. But that's just for fuel to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got to have a big why. My kids are my big why. But you got to also use the haters. Don't let them get in your head. Just know a little bit of what's going on out there and figure out how to make you push faster, mm-hmm. better. Just use it for fuel. It's great advice. I know you're short on time, so we'll get you out of here in a minute. But all this is awesome information. I want you to also touch on the fact that you have a book, right? People can order. I do. do. Once you mention that, and then when people want to reach out to you to get more of this one-on-one coaching, they can do that. How can people find you? MichaelStrickland.com forward slash book. Um, You just go on there and fill out the information, send you a book. You said pay shipping. So Um, free book, free free knowledge. You can't complain that you can't afford it when it's free. What's the name of the book? Time's running out. That's right. If you've watched any of our content with Michael, time's running out. Time's running out. Time slogan. I went to an event. I go to events all the time, and they're like, hey, he's time running out. Hey, time running out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. I mean, at the end of the day, time, time is running out. Time's running out. 
you're going to wake up and you're like, I'm 40. Mm-hmm. I'm 60. You know, my kids are grown. And you're still grinding. You shouldn't be working like this. And something I, I wanted to give the audience is you hear people say all the time, well, I'm sacrificing my family for this. Oh, yeah. I, I, I spend... I, I wouldn't do that. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna work that much. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. Okay, well God also gave you a gift and he did not intend for you to be broke. So it's up to you to figure out how to take that gift and monetize it. But you have to you have to either live paycheck to paycheck or spend your early years grinding and working super hard and figuring out how to delegate. Now, now I'm not talking about what a shovel in the ground in a ditch, digging a ditch by hand. I'm talking about figuring out how to get mentors to teach you how to go build a business that you can exit and you can have big exits and you give your, you create your family and your kids opportunities in life. When they get 15, 20, 30, 40, they have options, you know, and then what can you, and it's not always transactional. Don't keep every relationship transactional, Mm -hmm. you know, check on people. And, you know, it's not always about what they can do for me. Mm -hmm. I help anybody help anybody do anything. All you do is one little one. You ain't got five grand to pay me. I'm I'm probably going to talk to you 15, 20 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. give you some corners. And and I, I literally had an Uber driver last week call me. He picked me up. We flew to, uh, Western Road in the helicopter, watched the Zachary uh, football game. And the Uber driver was talking about an event he was putting on. And I just, I threw him four or five gold nuggets. And he was like, bro, that's stuck with me. Well, he texts me out of blue. Hey, this is Mr. Sam. Mr. Strickland, you please, uh, can you, when you get a little time, you please call me. I I spent an hour on the phone with him. I told him exactly what to do, how to do it. Changed his entire thing of how he was going to do it. It made it all make sense. Now I got a, now I got a friend in West Monroe. If I go to West Monroe, who's gonna pick me up from the airport? Mm-hmm. You know, who's gonna always remember that? Um, so everything doesn't have to be transactional financially, but you know, you give and receive, mm-hmm. give a little, give for a sure, little, get a little. Right. I love it. This was awesome. Yeah, really Appreciate great it, information, Michael. Yeah. I think you're gonna inspire a lot of people and. So you all, you have your business and then you also do coaching. So people can mm-hmm. learn from what you're yeah. doing if they want. They can read your book for free. That's yeah. right. They can Reach follow out. you on social pages. Michael Strickland on yeah. all platforms. Yeah, he's a great That's mentor. Right. That's great right. friend. If you're in Louisiana, Baton Rouge area, hit him up too. Yep. Yeah. Lo- love to meet you. Love to help you. All you got to do is give me a shout. All right. That'll do it. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Good job. Thank Peace. you. See ya.